Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker of yours. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Take a man podcast from Odyssey Sports, Craig Hoffman, Logan Paulson. So what do we expect to see? If we don't expect to see the starters, which which I think you've laid out the reason why we won't based off Ron's history, um, what do you expect to see? Let's start with the quarterback position. I wouldn't play Heineke. Like, frankly, even if Wentz yeah. plays a couple of series, I wouldn't play Heineke at all. He, to me, is like mm. bright glass in case of emergency, and we know if we have to break that glass, we know exactly what's what's in that box. Like, you know what Heineke yeah. is. He got a season's worth of reps last year. He knows the offense. I wouldn't play Heineke no matter what. I know as a competitor and the politics of that, he might be like, no, 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 I'm, I'm playing. Um, but what, what would you, what would you do or what, not, what would you do? Cause we kind of already talked about that. What, what do you think we'll see at the quarterback position? Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, like, I think if based on this team, and I think we've already alluded to this, I would try to get anybody that I thought was going to be on the team. I would just try to keep them out. And if I needed a little bit more evaluation on a couple of guys, like I think there's a good chance, like Casey two will play like Casey two is going to be a team, but he's got to play cause just from like a depth standpoint. Mm-hmm. Right. So I don't really care. I know who Casey Tool is. I understand that evaluation. Like, he's going to be on the football team. He's going to play well this year. Blah, 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 blah. But, like, I want to make sure that there's depth there. So, it's, for me, it's the same thing at the quarterback position. Like, I know what Heineke is. I know what Carson is. Let's keep them off the field. I might dress Heineke. Yeah, you're going to have to dress like, Heineke if, unless all of a sudden you Cole Kelly's still available and you sign him right before the yeah. game. Right, which I, you know, honestly, I don't think it's a terrible idea. Like, if you just want two quarterbacks, like, right. I don't think that's a bad idea. But anyway, um, yeah. So I think that that's kind of what I would do. I think Sam, it's Sam Howell's game. If you want to see Taylor Heineke do a series, like, my question to you would be, why? <laughs> right. You know, like, like, what's the point? Like, he's had an excellent preseason. Like, if you look at his drive against Kansas City, like, he's awesome. Carolina a little bit struggle, but I think he answered all those questions with the Kansas City drive. So it's like. I don't need to see any more. So I would let Sam Howell and just be like, hey, man, your show. Like, we're going to have a like a, s- a simplified offense. We're going to have some – and you're just going to go out and play football. We're going to have these tight ends available, these receivers available. The whole line is going to be what it is. We might have an extra guy dressed just in case. But, yeah, man, like that's what it's going to be, just basic offense, get those young guys out there. 
and then let's see if we can get some answers at the position battle, which I think is kind of the reason for this game. This is the last data point, probably, I don't say the most significant, but it is a significant data point in finalizing the roster. And so, you know, there's like we were talking about this earlier, there's probably five guys who will make the team off this game. And who are they? And I think it's probably the backup linebacker. So Milo Eifert, Eifert is like ahead of the curve right now. I think he's the guy that's... Well, especially because Nate Gary you know, just went down on IR. So you're, you're talking about correct. Milo was already pushing him. So Milo Eifler, and yeah. he, you know, he, his speed like seems useful on special teams I think as he's, well. And I think he's pushing a guy like Kalik Hudson. Like in, in practice, they are... They're, it's not like Kalik is the fourth guy. It's like... It's like Milo and him are rotating at that, that fourth position. So obviously, like, it's tight there, too. So I think that's a great data point, right? Um, who's the nick, Who's the, the sixth corner, right? Is it Christian Holmes? Can he play nickel? I don't know. But, the, like, again, that's a big battle to kind of keep an eye on. Does Chris Paul make a push for himself to be on the 53? Do you keep 10 linemen? I personally don't think so. I think he's going to be on practice squad. But, again, he's done some fantastic things in training camp. It's just about how green he is and do you think you can get him to practice well. But, again, that's an interesting battle. Um, you know, uh, who else we got? Safety is an interesting one. I think it's. I think that's fleshing out now. I don't know. It's do you think they want – I think they probably wind up keeping five there. I think they wind up – Safeties? Yeah, I think they wind up keeping McCain, Curl, the two young kids, Butler and Forrest, and then Jeremy Reeves is yeah. kind of the, the vet uh, special teams guy as well. Well, I think the interesting thing is – you just in practice this week, like obviously Benjamin St. Juice is down with someone. He's, I don't know, I don't know what his issue is. He's on, he's on the side field. So whatever's going on with him, but the guy who's taken over at nickel is Percy Butler. Mm -hmm. So, you know, obviously he's kind of a slash. So do you keep another safety as a result of that? Do you keep Reeves? And I think Reeves has had a good camp, but he's always, he's one of those guys that you love. I love watching him play. He plays with great emotion, great, great physicality, great instincts, but he's always going to be limited by his physical skill set, much like myself. And so, like, do you feel comfortable with him on the roster uh, on your 53? And th that this is a game that helps you kind of complete that evaluation, right? So and then the other one that's interesting is the receiver spot. Like, who's the sixth receiver? If they keep seven, who's the seventh guy? Like, right now, I personally think Dax Mills has that on locked. Like, yeah, I don't think that's actually, going anywhere. So I was having this conversation with Standa yesterday on the show. The receiver position is yeah. super interesting because technically, Deami Brown is either your four or your five, but he's probably going to be inactive on game day. Like, they, there's not as many inactive spots as there used to be. But on a lot of game days, right. like, if Dax Millen is your punt returner and, you know, Cam Sims is one of your core special teams guys, right. Tiami Brown it all of a sudden becomes odd man out uh, where it's just like, yeah, we don't really have room for you on, on the, the 40. Or it's not the 46 anymore, but whatever the hell they, they have on game day now. They've changed right. the rules so many times. It's bad that I, I cover the league and I, I don't know the rule anymore. Uh, I mean, I don't know it either. They, they but keep changing it. But, I, like, the receiver, I feel like six is a lock, and, it, and those are the six. But that actually becomes a very interesting thing on game day that you've got this guy that you've yeah. got full of potential and was a, a third-round pick, and he's yeah. not probably going to be active on a lot of game days. Yeah, I think that is super, that is super compelling. And, again, like, he's played gunner, but – you know, your returner is a very valuable spot. So, and, and when you watch Dax, like, he's been more consistent and more productive in training camp and in the games, you know? And I, I don't know what that is. I don't know if that's a personality thing, if it's a usage thing, but he knows all the wide receiver spots. He plays the F, he plays the X, he plays the Z. 
he doesn't excel at the X, but the Z and the X, the Z and the F, he's doing a great job, right? And so the Z is the guy that lines up to the side of the tight end, and the F is your move guy. So that's a diverse skill set. So if there were an injury, I think you'd feel good about putting him in. I don't know if Diami knows all the spots. I don't know how productive he is on team. So yeah, again, like I think that's interesting for Dax just to kind of say, hey, I'm the return man. Like that's a that's a thing because now with Gibson in a different role. Maybe Gibson's a return man, and I actually like Gibson as a return man. We've talked about that. Yeah, on the show I think before. I so think is he's a return, returner. I think that's done. And is that return role as important to keep on the roster? Like, do you need a specific guy to do that? And obviously, punts is different than kickoffs. But um, again, like these are the interesting kind of final roster tweaks that don't really happen until the twelfth hour, you know. And like, obviously, this thing with Gibson happened. I, I don't think I think everyone kind of points to the fumble and says that's when it happened. I think we've been talking about on this show for a while that his role was going to change, mm-hmm. right? So, but again, like these are the types of things that that the receiver spot is interesting. D line is interesting too. Like, what are you doing there? Like, I feel like Daniel Wise at the defensive tackle spot has solidified that sport fourth spot. But for depth, is FAO? I feels like FAO Bata is. I your, feel like FA's been you know great in these games. Not maybe not great, but like I feel like he's been impactful in these he's been games. Solid. Um, you know, he. I would say this. He definitively flashes more. Like TV copy is about as bad as you can ask for to elevate to evaluate line right. play. So I don't know. You know what's happening inside? Is he getting his butt whooped on all the right. snaps that he's not flashing on? But at the end of the day, he knows the system. He's got position flex, and he's certainly shown a little bit of pop as a pass rusher in rotational yeah. situations. And especially now knowing that Chase is not just out week one, but out the first four weeks at least. And I don't know that he's going to be back week five. Like. And if this right. report is true that he also ruptured his patella, like that is a two massive structural injuries. Yeah, there was a report that came out yesterday from Jordan Schultz or Tuesday from Jordan Schultz mm-hmm. that uh, he had a ruptured patella and torn ACL, which would explain why they took the patella graft from the other knee and why he ultimately right. had both knees operated on. And like, yeah, that's two major structural injuries that he's got to rehab from. Now, the rehab overlap is is you know, hundred percent, you're rehabbing a knee at the end of the day. And like all the same muscles flex right. and extend the knee, whether you're rehabbing the patella or the, the ACL, but like still the, the, the timeline there is, is definitely stretched. And, you know, even if he does come back, um, we actually, look, I don't know if you, you saw this, I Gore is on the show. Talk about this. Did yeah. You? We had Gore is on, on, the on, on the show on Tuesday, which I would suggest anyone uh, listening to this go on the Hoffman show feed and check out if you want more on Chase's injury and like what to expect but like when Chase comes back he's not going to be Chase Young not this season like it's going to take time for him right. to play himself back into shape because explosiveness is the last thing to return when you're going through this kind of rehab and so like he'll have flashes um, but he's not going to consistently be the guy who won defensive player or rookie of the year a couple of years ago this is not a realistic expectation so long long you know detour to circle back uh to fa obata like a guy who knows the system you can trust and and has a little bit of pop as a pass rusher and has made plays in the nfl like there's real value there yeah. and i i certainly think that he and daniel wise who also you can say the same thing after what he showed last year uh with this team like i think those two guys fit and, and they really definitely belong on the team so that's four interior four edge rushers and then there's one more guy that i think i think they'll keep nine well then you got mathis in there with with alan and Payne. mathis that's right yeah so there you go there's your nine and i think that i feel very good about that right you get some position flex like and you know 
Obata and Wise, you know, there's a rumor that they, they flash, but they also aren't doing exactly what they're supposed to do. But they do flash. They look like NFL participants, and I think that that is significant. So that group feels very locked. You know, we already talked about linebacker, and it feels like Milo's that guy. You know, Jamin, Cole, um, Mayo, and then is it Milo, Kalik, or you know what I'm saying? There is There are a, a group of people in the building that really like Harris. I haven't seen enough of him to kind of make that assessment, but yeah, I mean that, and that's that's why this game is important to me. Like like people that work are like, why do we care about the third preseason game? It's because of these last little touches on the roster. <clears throat> it's the last little bit. To just kind of say these are the people we want, and then also now with the larger uh, practice squad sizes, like who deserves to be on practice squad? Like they just brought this tight end in from LA. What's his name? Uh, Burton. Blanton. Blanton. And I think there's a, after watching him in practice last yesterday, like the way he moves, the way he catches the football, the way he competes in line, I think there's a chance he's a practice squad guy. So all of a sudden, does that change the complexion or the opportunity for a guy like Curtis Hodges? You know, Blanton's played a lot of football yeah, I mean, in the he, NFL. He, he won he's, the Super Bowl last year and had a really good NFC Championship yeah. game. Yeah, and I think like that—that's another interesting story. All of a sudden, is he's a guy who's six six, he's two hundred sixty pounds, he runs really well. Like, do you keep him over a guy like Curtis Hodges? Which would suck for Curtis, but, like, that's that's the nature of the business, right? And I think that's why it's tough. Yeah. Um, the tight end position is fascinating because it's had so many twists yeah. and turns, and it seems like everyone... Yeah. I, I would ask you this. I feel like the answer is definitely going to be yes, but, like, I'm guessing you really like the tight end coach here because, like, every uh, guy that they've played seems awesome. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Well, I think that's it's it's crazy. Like him and um, gosh, what's the Matsko. other name? Just totally, yeah, Matsko. They just seem to have a way to kind of get guys indoctrinated in the system like very effectively. And uh, Castillo does a really nice job, like pre-practice of getting the guys out there, post-practice keeping them out there, and making sure they're on their p's and q's and they're competing and they're getting better at football. So uh, you know he does an excellent job, and I think. You know, the other the other group that needs credit in the tight end thing is the scouting department. I mean, how do you fu- keep finding guys like this? Like, this Blanton kid is such their type. He's tall, yeah. he's long, like six, six, runs well. Yeah, and you're just like, where? I, I would have thought that would be impossible at this time of year. You've got somebody who's got, like, you know, like the app update on their phone. Like, oh, a 6'6 six, six guy who's 250 is available. Like, let's go get him. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it just, like, that's like that's what that whole room looks like. So... Um, you know, that that's the scouting department, the pro and college scouting department deserve... A, I mean, think about it. Armani Rogers was a, an undrafted free agent. Curtis Hodges was an undrafted free agent. Earlier this offseason, earlier training camp, we were talking about both of them potentially making the roster, which is crazy, right? And so, like, good, good job by them, and also good job by um, Castillo. Like, excellent job by both parties. And, you know, I, I'm sad because I like all those guys. I, I mean, even Blanton, he just got here today. Like, I like that skill set. But not everyone's going to make the team despite all that potential. What? So that, that's, that's always kind of a bummer about this time of year. So what would you do at tight end? And then we can get into our concerns as we head into week one, kind of fast forward past this final preseason game. But 
what would you do at tight end? Logan's now off of of pup. Um, we don't know if he's going to be ready week one, but certainly it feels like he'll be ready by week two, and there's a chance he's ready by week one. Bates we still yeah. haven't seen since yeah. you know, early in camp. Uh, Cole Turner, since the day that I was out there when he hurt his hamstring, I don't think has, has participated. Like, where are we at with right. this tight end position? And, and are those two guys, I feel like they had done enough slash their – investment status like they were they were fourth and fifth round draft picks that those guys are locks but with all these other good dudes like what would you what would you do with that position pending whatever happens on saturday yeah i think so obviously logan thomas coming back is huge i think bates is as close to a lock as you're going to get on the roster because he does something that none of the other guys do like he's your, your blocking why you know and he's maybe the best in the nfl at it so i think like he's here Cole, you mentioned the investment status. You mentioned his production. You love that, but again, like the Bates has only practiced two days of training camp or three days of training camp, which is crazy. And then uh, Cole is like he hasn't practiced for two weeks, and he's ha- he injured the same hamstring that he injured during um, during uh, OTA. So again, like how much can you count on him? Is this going to be a reoccurring thing? Because sometimes hand hamstrings linger. That's just the nature of the injury. And then all of a sudden, like those are big those which those guys who shouldn't be question marks are all of a sudden question marks. And that's why this is such an interesting thing. Cause like, they're gonna be on the, like you can't, like you can't get them to practice squad. I guess you could IR them for like three weeks or something that like that. At that point you have to put them, yeah. So what you would have to do there is you'd have to put them on the 53, wait until Tuesday. And like the goal would then be to get Hodges, Blanton, Rogers, et cetera, to IR yeah. or to, uh, to practice squad, you put, Bates and uh, Turner on the 53 you IR them they're now out three weeks you can bring them back um, but then you'd elevate someone on practice squad and then obviously you see what happens from there right Right. so I I guess that is a possibility you know Um, you know there I've talked to coaches and despite the tremendous upside of the players of, of the guys Curtis and um, Armani, like one of the things they mentioned is like they don't necessarily feel comfortable relying on them for week one. They've done a great job. So maybe that's where a guy like Blanton kind of sneaks in because he's played football, right? So then your starters for week one would be, you know, I, again, it dep- I, the, the math, the tight end math here is tough because everyone's injured. But is Blanton your starter week one with Armani? And then Curtis is like your rotational guy. Because those guys are on IR, I think it's it's a it's a compelling position group, and they're going to have to do some like roster gymnastics to um, to flush that out. Because like that's unfortunately the nature of the yeah. business. Because you just mentioned like Logan might not be ready for right, week but one, but he will I be think, on the roster because that because they took him off a of correct. Yes. You know, and that's the difference. Which I think you keep. I think I think you keep four. I think you keep four either way. You know, because like how deep the room is, but it's just how do you get to that four and like when like what is the final four. You know, like, do they actually put some guys on IR? Because I think I think Cole, you could maybe do that with, because he's a young guy. You know, maybe like give him a little bit more time to get his feet wet, get the hamstring right. I feel like Bates should be coming back soon. Like that's what it feels it, like. Yeah. He did practice. He practiced eight days ago or something like that, and then he hasn't practiced since. So I don't know what's going on with that, but I feel like that should be closer than it is. And you don't get updates in training camp, but yeah, the position's wild and like, it's deep. And it's just about who you feel comfortable with going into week one if those guys, those top three guys aren't healthy. Yeah.